Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. All right, we are back for another episode. Episode 3-0, man. 30. 30 episodes in this bitch. Steph Curry episode. Chef Curry with the pot. <laughs> Being cooking with the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we had like some like emojis, like to, like, not emojis, but like sound, like you want emojis in a uh, podcast? Yeah, like not. A, no, shut up, <laughs> man. You know, like those little sound effects, like do. It's like Hadouken, Hadouken. <laughs> what the little African noise? Man? Yeah. Oh my god. That'd be just like a um a dripping. I guess to represent Steph Curry, it'd be like just a waterfall, no, a dripping I, water. I want that. Uh, yeah, that's a cool one. But I want the uh, uh, Migo sound effect, like, mama! <laughs> <laughs> when you make a good point, like, yeah. it'd be Keith would be like, and that's why global warming is important. Mama! <laughs> <laughs> you said global warming is, oh, the idea of it? Yeah. yeah I guess. Like, you drop, like, some serious jewels. <laughs> You'd be like, and that's why fossil fuels are so important. So, you know, this. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into this. All right, um, it's it's crazy. Last episode at the very end for all those that tuned in, I mentioned doing stand up for the first time, and it was going to be on that Friday. Well, today is Sunday, and I'm here to tell you that I did the stand up. It was one hell of an experience. I was told I did a good job. I mean, I didn't have any expectations going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had some material. People were laughing. It felt great. And I will be going back up on that stage. I can't tell you exactly when, but I will be going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great, man. Keith was there. I had a, one of my coworkers there, some other people there. And just making people laugh felt good, man. And uh, it, it's definitely not as easy as people think at all. Yeah. If you, like, if you ever hear people say shit like, uh, it'll be like an NFL game on, and then they'll be like, oh, I could have caught that pass. Mm-hmm. Or oh, Kevin Hart ain't that funny. I can, he, I'm funnier, funnier than him. Mm-hmm. See, the problem with people is they never put themselves in the shoes of the people that they are talking about. You know, you 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 have this. I don't know. You, you critique people without ever being in their shoes, and people are too used to doing that. But by me getting on that stage, I knew. I finally found out how it felt to be up there, and it was great. For me, I felt it was great, but I see how you can bomb. You know, you were on a joke-to-joke basis, and if you're not funny, motherfuckers are not going to laugh. Yeah. I say I bombed, like, one or one joke. I say one or... I won't even call it a bomb, but it was it just didn't get a lot of reception, like on yeah. one or two jokes. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, that I, I pretty much rocked it. Yeah. Yeah, you did a good job, honestly. I think... Um, and I was surprised, like, you know, especially being your first time. Like, you never really know what to expect. And um, just the way you were like formulating your jokes, it, it was like a real, like a real stand up. It wasn't like you just got up there and tried to do like some stupid, like funny stuff, or you just got up there telling stories. There were like real, like setups and punchlines and stuff like that. So you know, you definitely can keep, you know, keep getting better, keep going up there and working out your stuff. I think the only thing that I noticed <clears throat> was. Um, but we talked about it before, but just the pacing of it. Like, yeah. you know, you got up there and you could tell like your mind was running like a million miles a minute. But once you get up there enough, everything is just going to start slowing down. And 
you know, you're going to be able to take your time and you're going to know for a fact that certain things are funny just because you've um, rehearsed these jokes so many times. So you're going to be able to just sit up there comf- comfortably and know that, you know, your stuff is going to get a laugh. Definitely, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, for, uh, before we continue, man, I want to send a big shout out to Tyson Paul, mm-hmm. um, who basically um, who, who put me on the stage. Um, I, I've been seeing him for a while posting like clips of his comedies. He's very funny. And I mentioned comedy on episode 20. Like I got to do stand up. You know, I'm, ta- I'm putting that challenge out there for myself. It's the, the, the Caesar. We had Caesar Hernandez yeah. on here. You had called me even before then, left me a message. Yeah, I was like, I got to do comedy, man. Mm-hmm. I got to give it a shot. And then I was like, man, but how do I do it? Mm-hmm. I think most people get to that stage and they're like, well, I don't know anybody, so that'll be a good enough excuse for me not to do it. Yeah. Man, I look all through my IG, I look all through my Facebook, and then a light bulb went off. I was like, Tyson Paul. I inboxed him. A little bit later, he's like, got you a spot. And then I said, what's the rules? He said, ain't no rules, just be funny. You know? <laughs> yeah. That so, sounds like something he would say. Yeah, so I it, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Tyson was awesome, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I watched his set at the end, and the way he worked with the crowd and everything that happened was fucking hilarious. Like the way, see, I didn't even, I was up there telling jokes, but he was telling jokes and like, like literally everything people were doing in the audience, he was picking it off. Like one chick walked to the bathroom and he's like, Oh, so you going to take a shit, huh? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm not taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it was, it was great. I, I, I definitely want to go back. Yeah. That's the thing. Like just being there, you can tell, um, I'm not going to judge anyone's talent that was up there, mm-hmm. but, um, just from hearing how you spoke about, um, Tyson and how I viewed some of the other people up there, you can tell there's a different comfort level with him. Oh, like he's definitely. super comfortable up there. And there's a, there was a couple people that had been up there, you know, they've been doing it for a long, long time. And, um, you know, I don't like, I, and they definitely didn't feel as comfortable as, you know, Tyson was. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. Tyson was up there just chilling. Yeah. I, he's up there. And I think that's the number one thing. When when people can see how comfortable you are, then that's really going to make them laugh. They're going to be relaxed like this guy has been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. It's all about body language. I, I think that when I looked at myself cuz I looked at the video before we got on here right now, I don't really know. I won't say that I look like I was a natural. I just look really neutral. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Maybe he might have did a show once, you know? Yeah. Um, but besides that, I, I could look and tell there was some, you know, definitely some things I feel like I could be better at. Yeah. Um, even if I got up on that stage 20 times, I probably still wouldn't consider myself a comedian mm-hmm. just because I respect the craft that much. So I'm not going to be like, hey, y'all, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Like I've been up on stage. I've done comedy, but that shit is not easy. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and ne- hopefully next time. Then this time you know, you kind of know what works. So you're going to be in front of completely different people the next time you go up there. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, like I was telling you before, you're going to be able to use, like, like te- that some of those jokes that you've seen in the video that got good laughs, you're going to be able to hone those even more. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should have said this right here to or, like, strung this out a little bit more. And then, you know what I mean? So... I it's think, it's not, uh, like we talked about it before. It's like the first podcast we did. Yeah. Like if you guys go back and listen to the first podcast, you'll see like we were like 
we we kind of we kind of had potential and we kind of sounded like we knew what we were talking about and we knew what we were doing but um there was like a glimmer of potential in there but it wasn't the greatest episode so true i yeah. was great i don't know about key uh, no, I'm like, this, <laughs> this nigga's getting cocky uh, I'm fucking, <laughs> I, I'm fucking yeah we 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 seem like i won't say we seem lost but we seem like we we didn't have a real groove going yeah yeah, we didn't have a real groove going. I literally, I, I haven't listened to episode one in forever, but I'm sure if I did, I'd probably get a couple laughs. Yeah. Yeah, it was just two guys talking on the microphone uh-huh. and, you know, trying to figure this whole podcast thing out. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to say we're veterans in this podcast shit, but you kind of, we kind of are. Yeah. And and I've noticed recently, everybody's popping up a podcast. No more power, more power to you guys. Dude, more- this is over half a year. Right? Crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's a... Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to make it like we just some heavyweights in the podcast game, but we talking 30 episodes. That's 30 straight weeks of podcasts and having uh, guests and different types of guests and having a whole bunch of different topics. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not easy. It's not really, I'm going to say it's really easy. It's something you have to be passionate about and you have to be a genuine person. Yeah. Because if you're doing a bunch of editing and saying a bunch of things, trying to be funny and trying to lure people in, podcasts don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I was listening to some podcasts that made me sick. I was just like, okay, you're trying to be funny. All right. I think I think the hardest part is the consistency. Definitely. Just as, like, just as a human being, the hardest part is having the discipline to do something every week. Oh yeah, you know, yep, and I, making making the time for it because you're never gonna there's never gonna be enough time. You know what I mean? We oh, only man. get two days off out of the week, and yeah, we we fit it in. But you know what I mean? We make time for it. Fit it in, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a this my, that was my attempt at something perverted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it won't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah. not I, your fist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's contabuse. <laughs> oh man, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Nah, man. But doing this shit for this for this long, and uh, continuing to be passionate about it. And uh, when I was talking to Tyson earlier, he talked about how he's been doing comedy for I think thirteen years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, he hasn't made it big, but he's really good at what he does. And this shit is not an overnight thing. Yeah. You, you have to understand that just because some just because you're not getting all this reception right away does not mean you have to stop what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you're passionate about something. Your 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 emphasis is more to get better at that shit. Keep work. If you're lifting weights, right? Let's just say you're lifting weights. You're very weak. If you're consistent, you will get stronger. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you if you not only are consistent but invest mentally into that craft, like what can I eat to get me stronger? Can I eat more calories? Can I take more protein? Can I do more that? And that is like in any walk of life. When you're consistent with something and passionate, then you're going to get better at it. Yeah. And I felt like I feel like we've definitely gotten better at what we do. And we're going to continue to implement things in the podcast and continue to have guests. And yeah, it was great, man. I But back to the comedy thing, that was that was a challenge. 
that and I'm not gonna lie. Right before I got on, I started to get a little bit jittery. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I, I smashed a beer. Yeah, kind of took a little bit of the edge off, and I got up there and I said, I, I did this for a reason. Let me get up here and follow through with it. Yeah, you know, but that's dope. That would make me. I don't want to do stand up, but I definitely want to do, um, some sort of like improv on stage or like perform some music or something somewhere. That definitely like gave me a little a little push to be like, man, you need to stop lagging and go up and do something yourself. Uh, I wouldn't call you lagging. I, I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't say lagging, but just like just the putting forth the Got like it. reaching out. Like, hey, you know, you be putting on shows every week. Like, you know, how do I get on there? All right, cool. Let me do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> See, what's crazy too is we only have one life, man. Mm-hmm. We got one life, and if you ever say "what if," that means you need to do it. Yeah, like you have to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I what if I jumped out of plane? Would it be fun? You just gonna have to do it now. Yeah, you know, because you don't. If you look back at your life and you're 78 years old and be like, "Man, I did comedy. I had a podcast. I jumped out of plane. That's I had a good, like a good life." Yeah, I had sex with a lot of thick white women, ah, black some women, some <laughs> Latinas. <laughs> <laughs> Even a midget. You could look back and you had all these accomplishments. <laughs> then I think that you'll be more satisfied. Like, you know what? You know, I didn't really have a bucket list. I just did things. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself. Yeah. So that's that's great. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of those. That's like one of those. Will- like a Will Smith accomplishment. Because it means much more than doing stand-up. It's like, you know, you're a person that has a goal and accomplishes those goals. You're not a person that's just talking. Like, yeah, hey, I'm going to do stand-up one day. And then 10 years down the line. Like, I I know personally, like, like with maybe within the last, like, week, someone that has told me, like, yeah, man, I got a bunch of stuff written down, but... You know, I just haven't got on stage yet, and not and not not to knock them. It's just saying that the person that is actually doing it is like, you know, has a like an edge on them in the, in life, even you know what I mean, because they're willing to do these things that the the normal person is not willing to do. Yeah, I just encourage all those that have these ideas and these things to stop being afraid and put those things forward. Mm-hmm. Because it's like this: if you never put it forward, what you don't have any idea what what it could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I and first of all, what kills me is is I can't say, well, don't don't be a talker, do it, because I was a talker. Okay, mm-hmm. I was the same motherfucker that was like, man, like I would do this, but like ah, uh, I don't know, because I I still got to do this. No, it's simply because I didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. I didn't have the courage to do it, and. I simply just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to, things to sound good to people, like basically like, hey, I'm Eddie McGee. I have potential. You know, I could do this, but I got something else I'm doing. Just mm-hmm. because I was too insecure with myself. But being as I shed that, I was able to start really taking on some serious challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm 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 extremely blessed, but I could only imagine. Like, yeah. what's going to happen now? Yeah. It's, 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 what's next? Yeah, that's the question. What's next? Mm-hmm. You know, because some people, I think when people get older, like, oh, my God, I'm getting older, blah, blah, blah. I can't wait till, you know, a couple years from now and I'm 36. Gosh, darn it. 
get the um I think in 2018 the this idea of being old is totally different. Like mm. even from an athletic standpoint, athletes are much older and performing at higher levels than you know any time in the history of sports. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is over forty. LeBron James is thirty. You know, well into his thirties, and he's still you know the best player in the world. And it's like you got guys like you know different actors like you know Steve Harvey is sixty years old. He's uh-huh. and he's still accomplishing different stuff. You know what I mean? He started. I think he actually started. Um, he started like in his late thirties, he had to be like 38 years old when he really started doing like a lot of stand up and started, you know, doing his like television shows and stuff like that. So it's like this idea of being old is like, it's, um, it's not the same as it used to be. You know what I mean? You know what, man, you hit on something real big. Cause you got to think about it. People, they, they have this negative connotation, like Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting older, you know, Mm -hmm. or, and, What's weird is is like they'll say like oh well, I'm 35. I'm already done. I'm and they'll be like that's not an excuse to be overweight or lazy or not do follow your dreams. If anything, you still got time. Yeah, you better get it moving. Mm-hmm. People tell me shit like well you know you're you're getting older but you can still have kids. You better get on it. And it's like look you don't know my life. Yeah, like I'm I'm accomplishing other things. Mm-hmm. You know what you consider an accomplishment or something is not mine, but I'm still chasing those dreams. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that tell you to do certain things, they've given up on everything they've wanted to do. Yeah. So you got to keep that in consideration, man. Mm -hmm. Um, 30, it doesn't matter if you're in your thirties. Taraji P. Henson had a little, uh, uh, video that she, they had like a little speech after she got an award. Mm -hmm. She talked about how she was 26 years old with Mm -hmm. a baby and she moved out to California and everybody was like, why are you doing this? You know, you already too old. You already passed the age. And she was like, if you listen to people. The crazy part is she was only uh, mid to late 20s. Yeah. She was like 26, 25 years old. Yeah. And they were saying that that's old. Yeah, you're you supposed to make it when you're young. Yeah. Come on, man. And it only takes one. You know what I mean? Yeah. All it takes is one more. All it takes is a baby boy. All it takes is mm-hmm. a... Benjamin Button or whatever the case may be. And then you, you know, your career, your trajectory, your career. And on top of that, like Steve Harvey don't look 60 years old. Nah. Taraji P, she's like, what, in her mid 40s? Yeah, but that's what happens when you're chasing your dreams and you actually can get that, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like I notice people that are highly successful and are actually happy people that their their life doesn't well they the way they look doesn't really reflect their age that much yeah because uh Sanaa Lathan is sexy yeah oh my god Sanaa Lathan is sexy Halle Berry is sexy Jennifer Lopez <laughs> is very sexy mm-hmm. um it goes on and on mm-hmm. you know um that's a great point too mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith's very youthful looking as well oh we forgot about the most popping example right now. I'm living my best life. Oh, Duvall. I ain't going back and forth with you, niggas. Yeah, Lil Duvall. It, a lot, the crazy thing about him is, I'm not too big on that song. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> it's a hit, though. It's a hit, though. A hit is a hit. Mm-hmm. And Lil Duvall is, I think he's 40 or something. He's 41. He's 41 years old. He's been a comedian for a long time. I know who Lil Duvall is, but he did like a lot of like, you know, like hood movies and 
Yeah, uh, you know, he was in, he was like the he was like the black comedian. Yeah, and the, everyone goes from that black comedian, and then they finally like cross over. Yeah, and stuff he crossed over with that song, but mm-hmm. he had been making songs like this, but this one stuck. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you, man, like you can't. You can't sit there and be like, I'm already, I'm already overdue. I'm washed up. Like yeah. that's a lot. I want to be able to look back at this podcast and be like, Yo, I did. A, we did. Me and Keith did 130 episodes or something like that. And you know, Keith is well into his career. I'm well into mine. And we just like, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe, you know, how hard we worked and how consistent we were. And that's why we are what we are. Yeah. And then the thing about it too is going to be like, yo, this was a simple uh a simple like a uh, 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 formula. Mhm. Consistency and hard work. Yeah. But the sad thing about it is the average person is going to not do that. Yeah. Like Keith has went to New York. I've had things had to go on and we still, still have made, time. made this fucking podcast. Mhm. Like every week some of y'all man I don't mean to like just get off topic, but any anybody who listens to this podcast every week, like man, thank you, man, for real, for real. Yeah, thank you, people that inbox me saying, "Hey, I love that episode." That means a lot. I don't give a fuck if all of a sudden this podcast just blows up and we got like eighty thousand, hundred thousand people that listen to this podcast. The inboxes, I'm still gonna reply and show y'all as much love as I can. Mm-hmm. Because it means a whole lot to me, you know. I'm not gonna sit here and stun and act like it doesn't matter. It does. Mm-hmm. I think the most, um, the like the coolest part about the podcast is that like people you wouldn't think, like people that we know, but not mm-hmm. necessarily like people that we communicate with on a daily basis are like still supporting. Yeah, you know I mean? people you haven't talked to in years, like yes. oh man, I just checked out the podcast, stuff like that. So it's man. crazy. I, it's some people that I feel that didn't necessarily like me very much was inboxing me like, yo, I like your podcast. I listen to it all the time. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, man, I appreciate that, man. I, I thank you genuinely for your support. Yeah. Thank you very much. If you got any topics you want to think about, just go ahead and drop it in my inbox, man. And they'd be like, oh, no problem, man. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. But you know what I noticed too? There are people that we are closer with that haven't listened to a episode. And I'm not mad at that at all because everybody has their own life. Mm-hmm. I just think that sometimes people write things off. Mm-hmm. They figure like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm busy with my family or I'm doing this or I'm a professional in this. And they think like, oh, that's just a hobby. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And they don't listen to it. But all of a sudden, right, podcast takes off. It's everywhere. It's all over Google Podcasts. It's all over iTunes. It's all over Spotify. And they're like, Wow, I actually like your podcast. Yeah, like, well, I, I thought you liked me. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm be real. Like that that part, I I don't um I don't have a gripe with. Yeah, I think that um if you don't necessarily want to like, we can be best friends and you can like not listen to my podcast. Like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily like bother me. Um, but you can like show support though. You know what I mean? There's people mm-hmm. there's people that I know that I don't like listen to their music on a day-to-day basis. Like their music isn't in my rotation, but if I see a link on Twitter and you know, they're trying to promote their stuff, I'll hit the, you know, I hit the retweet or, um, if I see something on, you know, Instagram, I'll hit a like and I'll leave a comment like, yo, that's dope. Like, you know, keep going with, with that. Um, but sometimes you don't get that, that, you know, you don't get that reciprocated and that's fine with me. You know what I mean? Like, but cause 
because I know that the people that genuinely rock with us are so much more important than the people that aren't. No, you're com- you're completely right. Mm-hmm. You're completely right. But it's certain things I don't agree with. What I will say is I don't agree with that because you put things out. Mm-hmm. And I went back, even if I didn't listen right away, I went back, looked, and said, yo, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And it could, you could have been had it out for months. Mm-hmm. But I went back and looked, and I was like, hey, that's dope. Or, oh, that's cool. I watched that. or I li-, Just because my connection with you is different. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Me and you are real close. So I fuck with you, but I want to see what you're working on. Yeah. You know, just like your brother. That's mm-hmm. like my brother. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. Almost 20 years of friendship. Mm-hmm. Desmond will pop up and it'll be laughing like, man, I just listened to that podcast. I'm dying. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, man, appreciate you. You know, listen to the podcast. Like, oh, man, I listen all the time. Yeah. It's not that I'm begging anyone to listen to anything. Actually, you know who, uh, you know, like responded to me the other day? What? Uh, Theron. Really? Yeah. And Theron is Desmond, is my brother's cousin. Yeah. Um, and he just randomly messaged me on uh, Snapchat and he was laughing. He's like, man, y'all stupid. So I was like, oh, I was dope. Yeah, it's yeah. I, but I think it it is better when people organically find it. Yeah, not when we like listen to my podcast. Or I'll kill you. you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. I just like to share it just in case you know you want to you know you want to get a chance to listen. Yeah, it's just like anything. You, you know, if you if you do believe in something, you're gonna promote it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't believe in shoving it down people's throats. Yeah, but I guarantee if you listen to it, you'll have some form of entertainment. Yeah. You'd be like, you know what? Eddie is so hot. You know, I got to listen to him. His voice. Oh, my gosh. Just warms my heart. His voice is like, like, my, like they'll be like, his voice is like my vibrator. <laughs> they turn the podcast on and put the phone down. <laughs> Heck no. <nah. laughs> the phone be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting spot to be in when. Um, like, um, I think we talked about it before, like, um, like J. Cole and Wale are like really good friends. Mm-hmm. And a while back, J. Cole released a song and it was basically saying like, yo, I have this friend and he's like, not in a bat, like in a bashful way, but just kind of like mentioning, mentioning it. Mm-hmm. He was just saying like, I have this friend and he has like, you know, a solid fan base. He's not necessarily Drake, but he still has a solid fan base. And um, he always complains about him not being as big as like the biggest artists or bigger than he is, but he should just be genuinely happy with what he has. Oh yeah. And um, like I kind of like, I kind of thought about it like one one day, and I was like, man, dang it! It would be dope to be like you know the Joe Button, like you know Joe Button is a guy is a guy right now in the podcast world. He probably oh yeah, has he's like the, the man, the biggest numbers. And um, but one day I woke up and I was like, yo man, like. I would be genuinely happy if we were like if we were only to get half the amount of listens as he is oh, or like definitely. a quarter of the amount of listens that like I'm genuinely happy with the numbers we have now. Like obviously we want to grow yeah. to touch more people and you know just to um create better content and like get on bigger platforms and you know talk to different people but at the same time like I'm not um I'm not chasing like that, you know what I mean? Exactly. My my goal is like bigger than like a number, you know what I mean? So Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think our podcast could be as big as his for one reason, because he has a culture podcast. Yeah. The culture of hip-hop is huge. Yeah. We don't have a culture uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast is more like like a life podcast, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, because we talk about life-related situations. If that's even, a, what's it called, lifestyle? 
I, yeah, I don't, know. I don't even know what, I don't know what category. It is Maybe comedy. Maybe we create our own category. Uh, black guy? I don't know. <laughs> I think, um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, I got one. I got one. BBT? Yeah. Black guy? Uh, uh, no, no. I would say black guys talking. Is that yeah, what BGT. BGT? Black yeah. guys talking? That'd that sounds like some, that sound too close to LGBT. Awkward silence? <laughs> 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 I was trying to hold it. <laughs> I know somebody okay. listening, like, dang, is that did that did the episode cut off? What happened? To that? Yeah, that, <laughs> gotta let that one breathe. <laughs> Go ahead, man. You were saying something. I'm sorry, man. Um, I had a point, but I forgot it in the midst of it. Um, oh man. Oh, what I was gonna say is that their their podcast is more so like the news. Like, I genuinely listen. Like, when something happens in the world, like of hip-hop or, you know, most primarily hip-hop, I'll be like, oh, I wonder what Joe Budden thinks about this. Mm -hmm. So I'll go and listen to it. Like, you know, it'll be, you know, some fight between, you know, two rappers or whatever. And then Joe Budden is like, you know, he'll have his take on it. And that's, like, primarily why I'm interested. Um, But... It's it's more so like a, like it has a news aspect to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. So that that could kind of like broaden the appeal of it. But if you're just going to someone to be somebody like a Joe Rogan, just he 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 has a little bit of news aspect to it, but his is so much more. Like he's you yeah. know super eclectic, and he has all kind of different random guests on the show and they talk about all kind of things and yeah. he's really you know knowledgeable and you know mixed martial arts and boxing and stuff so you know joe rogan is probably one of my favorite people just because he's like a jack of all trades yeah a fighter an announcer a comedian a podcaster mm-hmm. just a very worldly guy mm-hmm. and um the type of guests he has on it's like he could relate to anybody yeah, you know, and and that's that's awesome, mm-hmm. but like it's it's just that's what I love about the podcast world. It's so different. Yeah, you know what I mean. With mm-hmm. us, the type of guests, it, like I don't even have any idea what guests we'll have on next time, but I'm sure it's gonna be rocking. I I mean, just because, um, I don't know the type. Of, we we always have a reason why we have certain people on here. Yeah, there's some people that have asked, and um, it's not that. Like, they're not going to be good guests. Exactly. But it's just that I think right now we're in such a good groove as yeah. far as, like, because I, I think we had, um, like, we went strong by ourselves, and then we had, like, four guests in a row. And it was, I wouldn't say it was too much, but I felt like we should have just spread it out a little bit more. Yeah. So now, like, we want to be, um, we want to do the uh, the guests more sparingly. Just Definitely. so they'll be, you know, more impactful. Once you see that, because our normal logo is like the white background, but once you see the black ground, back black background, and then you see such and such name at the t- the bottom, you're like, oh dang, they got a guest again. So it's it's not like a, because uh, I think even some people was starting to think that we always had guests. Ah, and I, you know, I definitely want it to be a trucker's mind to be like me and you. Versus like me, you, and always expecting a guest. That's very true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I like the way you said that, but you just gave away our formula. And I, oh God, we need to edit that out. What, what did I say? You just talked about the impact and the black background and all that. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to know. Thanks a lot, Keith. Well, 
Cat's out of the bag. No, the, <laughs> <laughs> the cat was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, what was the, the main topic? Oh yeah, the the comedy. I, uh, the The type of comedy we seen the other night, it was all kinds of different comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had the guy, the 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 black guy with the afro, got up there. Yeah, yeah like Curtis. Little, shout yeah. out to Curtis. Shout out to Kurt, man. He had some Curtis uh, Taylor the third. Yeah, he was saying some funny shit. And if he ever had a joke that bombed, he would make it funny by saying something after it. Yeah. And that, that, like, oh, that doesn't work here? All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. And everybody would laugh. I think I think with Curtis, I think he has to find his audience. Cause I think he's I think he writes good jokes. Um, but I think that he just has to find the right audience. Like somebody like, um, what's the, um, it's a, what's that black comedian? I can't uh, even think that, of his that name. That really narrows it down. He was in, did you see that movie Tag? <laughs> nah. Um, what other movie was he in? I can't even think of the movie. It'll, it'll come to me. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Actually, can you talk for a minute? I'm gonna be like Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, talk. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the way it felt being up there on that stage is basically uh, everybody has their eyes on you. Okay. If you're a person that has anxiety or you're nervous a lot, this shit ain't going to work. There's no reason why you should be up there on that stage until you can conquer your fears. Mm -hmm. And I I could compare doing comedy to, I want to say jumping out of plane, but in a way, yeah, because you're overcoming this fear of speaking to people or making them laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. In in the back of my mind, I always thought that like making people laugh makes me feel good, but I kept just ignoring it. Yeah, I was just like you know. But then I start really figuring myself out when I would see people and I always try to say something funny and they would laugh. And I'm thinking like I catch myself always saying something funny to make people react and laugh. Yeah, and I need to make good on that. You know, instead of just doing this, let me just do this over a course of ten or so minutes. My set lasted over 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You're up there saying shit, uh, making people laugh for 11. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I said I did it at least 95%. Mm-hmm. The other 5% was kind of like, uh, what was that? <laughs> yeah. you know, what was that joke? Yeah. What did you say about uh, what you say about black people? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll give away one joke. I talked about Santa Claus. That's the only thing I'll say. I talked about Santa Claus and and how hard it was to believe in Santa Claus when you was poor and you grew up in an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. Like, how the fuck is Santa getting in your house? You know? Yeah. (laughs) And everybody was busting up laughing. So I would assume that a lot of them grew up in apartment complexes in the hood Mm -hmm. because Santa Claus, we didn't have no chimney. That's the funniest part. Yeah. Most houses in California don't. No, we ain't got no chimneys. You just Mm -hmm. got a front door and a back window. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you got. Oh, I was, the, the name I had is um, Hannibal Burris. Oh, yeah. Hannibal Burris is a funny guy, but if he goes, like, he he he, he has to cater to a certain audience because he, he doesn't have, like, the same audience as a Cat Williams does. He's not, like, the favorite black comedian. You know what I mean? No. So um, I think Curtis has to find, like, those kind of audiences where he can, you know, tap into, like, like, a mix, like a mixed crowd, I would say. You know what I mean? So. Well, like, like. Mixed as in like half breeds or mixed as in like biracial? <laughs> no, 
like only only I know <laughs> I know only half breeze in the crowd <laughs> and he would kill. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. You gotta have a certain audience. I think the type of comedy I make, I wanna make comedy for a mixed crowd, black, white, Asian, Latino. Yeah. And make everyone laugh. Yeah. That is my objective. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you can make everyone laugh instead of just black people, instead of just white people, instead of just Mexican people, then I think that making everyone laugh at something is a lot more powerful. Yeah, there was a couple people on the set that that were they they like there was a lady from Wasco and she she had like a couple, you know, funny jokes in there, but her her jokes were catered primarily to like the Hispanic crowd. Yeah. So it kind of so not necessarily like you kind of tune out once you're not comfortable or not comfortable, but once you're not really familiar with the culture like yeah. that. And obviously we're in California, we're surrounded by, you know, different cultures and stuff like that. But um, just some stuff kind of went, went over my head and I didn't, and some stuff wasn't as funny to, it wasn't as funny to me just because I wasn't able to relate to some of the stuff she was saying. So exactly. Yeah. that That's why I feel it's harder to, to talk to a multicultural crowd and make everyone laugh. Mm -hmm. Because I I like to talk about things that taps into all cultures that we all deal with. Mm -hmm. Because we are more alike than we are different. We are very different, but a lot of things we do in life are very similar. Mm -hmm. So instead of going into the audience and talking about my problems as a black man, I'd rather talk about all the problems we have when we go out in life. Yeah. Or like, and turn it into a joke and everybody's going to be laughing. Yeah. You know, I don't be like, you know, it's hard being a black man. You know, my hairline is fucked up. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> there, there was one guy. He had a really like, like I really like, like really, um, really like well thought out, like put together smart jokes. So this guy had this like weird analogy between like being black and like playing pool, and he had like a a, a bunch of different jokes in there, and he had this idea he was like well what if we switch the balls he was like what if the eight ball was the white ball and the white ball is the eight ball and we're shooting around with the eight ball and he was like well that's not gonna work because the eight ball is only three-fifths of the weight of the white ball and it was a bunch of crickets in the audience but like i got the joke because he was saying like you know the whole like historical context of yeah. like black people being three-fifths of a white man and stuff like yeah. that and I was like, oh, this is really dope. But it and just it, did, it didn't land in there. Yeah. Because you would have, it, it was kind of going back to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that wasn't the right audience for it. But I know in a certain setting, like, that would kill. Oh, yeah. And and I started laughing, too. Me and you started busting up. Yeah. Because it was like, it was not only that, but it was kind of like nerd humor a little bit, yeah. too. So it was like, like oh, you had to be Like, you had to be smart enough to get it. Exactly. I mean? If most people that are, that have been drinking <laughs> and that, you know, yeah. are in a... In a little bar area, yeah, they just want to look for the basic funny shit to laugh at. In Bakersfield too, like there, we don't have the brightest people. Nah, here. not yeah. at all. A lot of them got Valley Fever in the brain. <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, for future reference, uh, anybody that came across this podcast, if I do another stand up, I will announce it on here. It's not like I'm some big fucking comedian, but. Yeah. For those that listen to the podcast and enjoy it, and you're like, you know what, I might want to check this out. I'll drop it on here. I'll give you the heads up. I didn't really say too much last time. I was more focused on the event instead of being like, I need everybody to come and support me. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, I need to just get up there and do it. Yeah. But this next time, 
I'm looking for some football numbers this night. <laughs> I want you guys to be out there with Eddie McGee shirts this time. Yeah. That was one thing to do. Tyson said, he said that um, um, if you get your, how did he put it? He was like basically inviting people that you know because you know how to make those people laugh. Yeah. And then he said by, it's you infectious. know, yeah, by, by the science of it, if five people in the crowd are laughing, like the other rest of the people are going to join in. Yeah, and then they'll start to they they won't tune out as easily. They'll start to tap in and be like, "Hey, this guy's actually funny." Yeah, you know, so that's cool. Yeah. All right, moving along. Mm-hmm. Reverse sexism. I know some of you are thinking, "What is that?" Reverse sexism is everything that people talk about when they reference sexism. But usually, when you when you reference sexism, it's always something a man did to a woman. Or a man sexually harassed a woman, or a man said something he shouldn't have said. But reverse sexism is not recognizing the things that women do and get away with. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give you an example. I'll start off with something that happened last night. Okay. Last night I was on a date, right? I'm not going to, you know, give you too many uh, details of that. But I will say <laughs> that me and a young lady were chilling. And before I showed up, um, uh, the, the, the waiter came up to her and was like, are you by yourself? And she's like, no, I'm actually waiting on someone. And the waiter like told her like how to get ready for me and all this. And she was like, she said, yeah, poke your breast up and do all this. And, and she had, she informed me about this when I showed up and I was just laughing about it. But the waitress also asked her to describe me. And she was like, yeah, well, he's tall, black, he has a beard. And she was like, oh, he's black. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> from that point forward, I guess she said that the waitress had, like, she was really interested in me. Like, me, it's like, she was interested with our table. Mm-hmm. And she kept, d- throughout the night, she kept coming up and saying, like, having, like, little sexual innuendos. Mm-hmm. And uh, she popped up. And she was like, so you guys want something to drink? I was like, I'll have a Michelob. And she's like, oh, I'll have, you know, whatever. So we're just drinking, talking, and chilling. She keeps popping up. It's like, so you guys want some dessert? And I was like, "Mm, I'm good. And then she asked uh, her. And uh, she's like, no, I don't really want anything. You don't want any chocolate? You don't want any, like, chocolate or anything? And then she was like, because, you know, she was white. She didn't really catch on to the whole chocolate joke. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm I'm good. I don't want anything (laughs) sweet right now. Like, you sure you don't want any chocolate? You don't want any chocolate? And then she like was like looking at me and then looking at her and then looking at me. And it's like, you know, it's it's just awkward being a black guy in that situation because it's yeah. like you're looking at me like a novelty type situation. Yeah. And then finally she's like, oh, if you're referring to him as chocolate, I'll have him. Yeah. And then she's like, ooh, okay, that's what I'm talking about. And yeah. then she kept coming up. After that, she kept coming she up. Nasty. Yeah, she that the waitress was a fucking freak. <laughs> and then she came back, right? And then she came back, and she's like, "Oh, uh, so can I? You guys, so you guys don't want any chocolate or anything, anything?" And then she's like, "Well, uh, no. Are you good, Eddie?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I said, if you guys want some chocolate, I got enough for everybody." Like, just start, <laughs> I just start fucking around and laughing. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, wow." And then throughout the night, she was throwing little sexual innuendos. And I started thinking about it. If this was a male waiter, waiter, he would have been fucking fired. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously. Mm -hmm. A man cannot get away with that. The reason why me and my date felt 
more comfortable with that situation is because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. And I told her that at the table, and she was like, wow, you're fucking right. She's like, that bitch was wilding out. Or she's like, <laughs> she, said yeah. she was tripping. I was like, yeah. I was like, I wasn't tripping, but I thought about it. Like, if that was a man doing that, mm-hmm. it would be fucking trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That that It, it was funny, uh-huh. but then it wasn't funny. Yeah. Because I just look at the flip side of how society... And even sexism now, not, not sexism, but even um, feminism nowadays is not even feminism, it's man hate. Yeah. Like men are, they're, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, doing that. But then when uh, the male comparable does the, like in that situation does the same thing, they don't even get, nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. I think um, you were telling me this story earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest, the, the biggest telltale sign of the despair is the verbiage you have to use in order to yes like tell the story yes because you're calling it reverse racism I mean reverse racism <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of racism in there reverse sexism <laughs> instead of um, instead of just sexism you mm-hmm. know what I mean just because just because it's a female talking to a male in this manner doesn't mean it's the reverse of anything. It's still what it, you know, what it really is, what it originally is. Exactly. So that's, um, you know, that's just crazy in itself. Yeah. The common narrative is men doing it though. Mm-hmm. That's the common narrative. Like, you know, man grabs ass or whatever. You know? Yeah. But in, in all actuality, it, you, I turned on, uh, it was a, um, a YouTube video I seen before you got here. Mm-hmm. And there was two there was two women and there was a guy and it was on the news and she was like, Oh my god, look at these hunky guys with their shirts off and they're just so hot. It's just look at their bodies sweating and you know, and they were the way they were talking about them and and it, it was just crazy. And then the guy that was up there was like, Wow, I can only imagine if I was to say those things, what would happen to me? And they were like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Like men love to be admired and, you know, mm-hmm. sexualized and they just start giggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like that is not fucking funny. Yeah. Because if if I've uh, look, if I'm on the news, right? If I'm like a, a a news anchor, and I'm like, wow, look at the tits on that. Yeah. Like man, look at that ass jiggle when she, <laughs> when she walks off that stage. Look at that ass. Yeah. Man, look at those breasts. Uh-huh. I would be fired mm-hmm. immediately. They would fucking give me my last check and fire me right there. Yeah. But it's crazy too, like. Okay, look, there, there's been, like, older men that'll, they'll like, uh, uh, grope a woman's arm. And that's considered sexual harassment. Regardless, it is. But I've seen elderly or older women grab men by the arm and be like, you have some muscles. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you lift weights? Oh. And we're not filing for no sexual harassment on them. Yeah. But with, I've had, I've literally had a woman at my job. I was only, like, 21 grab me between my legs and straight grab my dick at work. What the heck? I, dude, I, I swear to you. That sounds crazy. Grab my dick at work. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, don't do that. Ain't you married? She's like, boy, why are you acting like that? You tripping. Dang. Yeah. That's and wild. I was just like, wow. And she grabbed me up. She grabbed one of my homies up. Yeah. She's just grabbing people up and just laughing about it. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was a man? Mm-hmm. Be fucking fired. And the thing about it too is, as men, I think we've been in, I think we've been indirectly like, because we've been seen as sexual creatures, like, we almost like have to like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And it's like, nah, bro. Like, I didn't like her grabbing me between. I don't want her grabbing my dick with her old hand. Right. You know, like, don't do that. Oh, wrinkly hand. Yeah, you can't do nothing with it. And lady, if I did decide to have, I would wreck you. Oh man, that's funny. But it's just crazy how you know how we we tend to avoid those things. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan had a stand up recently. I didn't, I can't, I don't want to butcher it, but he did say something to the imagination of he's talking about cleavage and how crazy it is, how how accepted cleavage is. Yeah, you know, we all look at breasts, we love breasts. But he talked about how what if men could do the same thing except with our cocks? And yeah. then I started laughing. He said, imagine if we wore some jeans with just like. You know, some uh, uh, revealing like it just showed the shaft of our cock, and mm-hmm. we just walked around and say, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not looking for attention. I, this is just comfortable." And I just mm-hmm. started laughing because you think about it, like a woman's cleavage. I'm talking about super cleavage. They could do that, and nobody's gonna say anything. Yeah. Think of the, think about the narrative too. Like, um, if you try to hit up a girl, and you know, obviously, you're your um like blunt with her mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're like hey like you should come over and we should you know do whatever and that the almost the narrative would be like oh my gosh like why would you talk to me in that manner but oh, if the yeah. reverse were to happen like we're like as men we're just supposed to be like um able to take it you know what i mean yeah great point damn I never thought of that because it happened to me before too. Yeah, and sometimes you're like, "Come on, girl!" Like, you know, I don't want that. Yeah, it depends, man. I mean, not it depends on the person, of course. But like yeah. sometimes when it's like the girl that you don't want, you don't you don't say like, "Oh my gosh, why would you tell me that?" You're just like, you know, you're just kind of like, "Uh, oh, wow. that's not really for me." Yeah, it's <laughs> not really for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's a trip. Like, imagine if the girl that you really really liked, right? Like in a sexual way, like you like, you know what? I would totally do it, but I don't want to ruin it or cock block myself by like being overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. But that same girl could turn around and say, "Come over to my house and fuck me right now," yeah. and you'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> But if it was us, <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, I want you to come over to my house right now, and I want to, we just go to Pound Town right now. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, um, no, I don't know who you think I am. I can't believe you would say something like that. Mm-hmm. Just because the way culture is, it's ridiculous. That's real. You know? But yeah, I ain't going to lie. If a chick was like, hey, come over here and get this, I'd be like, all right, cool. Um, what time do you want me to come uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you send me your address, please? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Did you want a Redbox movie? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, man, I have. Would you like any Capri Suns? <laughs> you just give it a work, son. Yeah. What kind of condoms do you prefer? <laughs> I'll show up with a motherfucking. It'd be popcorn condoms, <laughs> chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That is a trip. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I think a lot of a lot of people were really intrigued with that BBW conversation. Yeah, because they know they could relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, but sometimes the thing that sucks is people are really they get easily offended. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, uh, it. it I, I'm not gonna say any names, but yeah, some people get it. Somebody <laughs> got offended. Some people that? get a little bit offended about the BBW thing. That's like, come on. I just bro. don't think, I think the people that tend to claim themselves as some group, 
I think if you're really, if you're a part of that group and you're confident, then you're not going to be offended of things said about that group. Yeah. Like there's some things that people say about black people that are absolutely disgusting, but I don't get offended because I know my truth and I know who I am as a man and as a black man. So if you say, man, black people are lazy losers, then you get a job and I'll be thinking like, motherfucker, I'll probably make more money than you. Mm-hmm. So I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's like if somebody's really a BBW and let's say they're like 200 something pounds and you're like, man, BBWs just eat chicken nuggets and smell like fish all day. Like, <laughs> well, I do eat nuggets, but I shower. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that people are just way too offended. Yeah. It's, especially when I don't we didn't say anything malicious. No. Like a, the BBW was more of a complimentary thing yeah it was actually mm -hmm. there are some very sexy big women out there I don't, my thing is i have no shame in admitting that i like women of all different sizes there are some sizes where yes it's a little too big for me that's just my preference mm -hmm. okay well hold on hold on a minute let me stop right now let's get back to this reverse sexism thing if a woman said i don't want a man with um with baby mama drama that you know um don't make this much money and he's not this tall and all that. We just be like, well, you know, she has standards, right? Mm -hmm. But if I say, I don't want to date a woman with kids, nigga, people will lose it. Imagine if, imagine if, um, you know how on these, these dating websites, girls mm -hmm. be like six, two and above. If you ain't six, two, don't talk to me. Yeah. If you ain't six foot, keep swipe left or whatever yeah. the case may be. Imagine if a guy got, got on there and was like, if you, if you above 220 pounds, swipe left. Or yeah. if you don't fit into a size zero, swipe left. Or you yeah. know what I mean? That would be ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. See, my thing is, is I'm, I'm not judgmental on, this is for me. I'm not heavily judgmental on a woman's situation. Because mm -hmm. I realize that you know, in the high percentile, most people my age all have kids. So over 90 plus percent of the women I deal with have kids. I have no problem with that. But all I'm saying is that a woman could say, I don't want a man with kids, right? With kids and he needs to make this much. He needs to be this tall. And they'd be like, well, she has standards. I, I respect that. Mm -hmm. But if a man turn around and say that, oh boy, we're going to get, oh, we're going to get hit with a baseball bat for it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it, people just got to, they need to realize the type of malarkey that they spreading around here. Yeah. Cause that ain't, that ain't cool. Yep. That ain't cool. You write about that. Uh, if you ain't this swipe left, mm -hmm. like, can you imagine if, if you know, you're on your Bumble profile and you say like, look, I'm not some easy guy. Like if you're looking to hook up, don't hit me up or something like that. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if you put that in a woman seen it, they mm -hmm. would laugh at us mm -hmm. cause they know we want to fuck, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in their mind, at least. But not all of us, not every man is that easy. I'm definitely way more selective with who I have sex with at this age than when I was 20-something years old. Yeah. You know, but um, it's just crazy. Yeah. So many different examples. Uh -huh. I'm probably going to think of a better one, but we're going to be done with the podcast by then. Yeah, you're going to be laying in your bed scrolling through Instagram. Yeah, we all do that. <laughs> I'll be just scrolling through Instagram like 
just not even using my brain. <laughs> not using your brain. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. That's funny. Sometimes you ever and I think men and women all have to see the same shit. You ever been scrolling through Instagram and you just seen a chick so sexy, you was like, oh my god. Yeah. And then you scroll in, you look at it, and you be like, why am I so fascinated by this? Yeah. Those things are almost not even real. You know what nah, I mean? Nah, they're not. Because they're like put in a position because they're extremely attractive to a lot of people. So a lot of people follow them or a lot of people like their pictures. Um, but it's just like, it's it's just like, uh, it's not really tangible. No. Which is like, that's like a, that's a, kind of a turnoff for me. Yes. Like if this, if it's not really tangible, then like, it's not really interesting to me. Man, you know what? I thought about something else too. This is going to sound really funny, but it's just the truth. You know, you ever notice how in the recent years, twerking has been extremely accepted on social media? Mm-hmm. Like a chick could post a twerk video and it's like, we just literally looking at a woman shaking her ass. Like you got ass meat everywhere. Yeah. She got, she in a thong shaking her ass, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if men made a video equal to that, except we all out there shaking our dicks? Can you imagine what the reception would be? <laughs> we would get flagged. We would get called creeps. All kinds of shit would happen. Mm-hmm. Like we would call it like the dick twerk videos. Oh my god, dude! That would we would get fucking banned from the internet for that. Yeah, but you got chicks twerking, shaking their booty meat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I really. I don't like twerking at all. People was like, "You like twerk videos?" Fuck no, I don't. Are there um, what you call it? Like, are there male IG models comparable to, like, those girl, like, those fake fitness models that... I would definitely post? say, yeah. Like, what is, what is... They always have their shirts off. They're always in, like... Are they in, like, thongs or what's it, it, going it's on? It's more or less like, you know, the wearing the, the, the clothes from some bullshit company with their shirt off. And they got these green eyes and their eyes trying to take these seductive little pictures mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, or, and it's like these, uh, uh, and it's like, what's weird is like people you may know it pops up. I'm like, who the fuck is liking this shit? Yeah. It'll be a dude like, uh, he'll say something like real men are rare to come by or some shit. And it'll be a dude standing with his shirt off with like deep green eyes and, he poking his lips out. Like, that ain't what a real man does. You got the duck lips? Yeah, the duck lips. Man, get the fuck out of here. That's funny. <laughs> that's Honestly, that's another form of toxic masculinity. What you mean, acting like that? Yeah, because you are aggre- you you are pandering so... Like, you are pandering to women in a way that's misleading. Mm-hmm. Like, you're saying what a real man is when that's not that's not it. Yeah, <laughs> it's another form of that. That's real. It's not the macho form. It's the pandery. Um, I might have a vagina, but I'm a man type shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah. That was. This was kind of strange. I know this guy, and um, one day he he was just he was on Snapchat and he posted something. And then he posted another thing. He was like, hey, follow, follow, follow. I don't know if he said it was my boy or something, but he was like, follow this page. And it was like, shout out to this dude or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, what is that page? And he was like, 
oh, it's just some like dude, you know what I mean? He be doing his thing. And I was like, wait. Like I didn't I didn't look at the page, but I looked at the little circle or yeah. I looked at the little like screenshot he posted. Uh-huh. But it was like a lot of sexual stuff, but it was like what? a dude, like a dude, basically like a typical female uh page where she's yeah. like taking pictures in her bikini yeah. and twerking and stuff. But it, like the male version of that. Oh no. And he posted that and I was like, bro, why would you he's like, Oh dang, I didn't even think about it. He's like, he just asked me to post it, but um I hope niggas don't think I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm with all that. And I was like, well Bro, you gotta look at the shit you represent. Yeah, like what well, why would you even post that? That was strange. But that's like that's like somebody I know, some dude. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't care if we cool. If I don't believe in something that you promoting, I'm not gonna fucking put it on my page. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say, Hey, check this person out and I ain't looked at all your shit first. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't do that. Imagine, like, somebody I know I'm cool with over the years, and they're like, hey, Eddie, man, I see your podcast is dope, man. Just if you could share this link, man, thank you. I'd be like, okay. Imagine if I posted it, and all of a sudden it's a link, and it'd be like, yo, check out this big cock. Oh, my God. I'd be like, crazy. yo, yeah. yo. It's like, yo, Eddie is sharing this shit? <laughs> like, nah, bro. Yeah. You got to make sure you look at what the fuck you're, you're you know, what you're promoting. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I've really talked, we've only talked about here is only a few things. And that's one is Half Star Apparel. Shout out to Junior from Half Star Apparel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Finesse Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And really, that's really it. We ain't really pedal. Oh, and then we talked. Joe Maynard music. Joe Maynard's music. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't we don't get on here plugging a whole bunch of people. We got to, like, know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine we get, like, we get another sponsor. And we don't, and they just say, oh, we're going to pay you this much money. And we like, yo, that's a good check. Yeah. We take the check and we don't know that we promoting some shit that's whack as fuck, but we just getting paid for it. Yeah. Now we turn out to be the face of this whack shit. Yeah. I'd rather turn down that fat check and have a peace of mind yeah. instead of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. LeBron talked about that when he talked about, um, cause you know, he was with McDonald's and then, yeah. uh, that kind of fizzled away. Um, and he was talking about the next investment he wanted to kind of dive in or partnership he wanted to dive into when it was Blaze Pizza. He was Ooh, like, I yeah. genuinely like these pizzas. You know, it's a good company on the rise, so I'm going to, you know, definitely invest in this and, you know, kind of watch it grow up. Besides, yeah. like, you know, getting a sponsorship by Burger King or whatever, Taco Bell or something like that, or something, you know, good and well, he ain't even eating that. Like, you yeah. Know don't be surprised if LeBron ends up in Bakersfield, like at like Blaze Pizza or something, mm-hmm. because it's so close. And this is yeah. one of the biggest cities mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. So he might pop up one day at Blaze Pizza, like LeBron, you know, because he he invested in it. Yeah. You know, but Blaze Pizza is very good, actually. Yeah, it is. It's really good, really yeah. good. They got all. They got the vegan style. They got. The meat style, they got the doggy style, they got wow, all they got <laughs> doggy all the... style pizza. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> hey, can you imagine if you went to um, uh, uh, was it In and Out? Mm-hmm. And you know they got animal style fries. Yeah, I always wanted to prank them and yeah. get up there and be like, um, uh, you guys got the doggy style fries? <laughs> I'm saying now we have the animal style fries. I'm like, yeah, let me get two doggy style fries and a large uh, and a triple and a, and a four by four. Okay, so one animal style? No, not animal. Doggy style fries. I looked at the secret menu. I know what you guys. I know, I know what you guys got back there. 
Um, um, just pull up to the window, please. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, sir, we don't have that, actually. Um, I-, I think you mean animal. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, why is it always when you get to the window some nasally sounding teenager? Right. You're like, yeah, sir, let me think of your order. It'll be 19 You'd be like, yeah. what's wrong with your fucking nose, man? Could blow your nose. Blow that shit. Blow get, your nose. Get some... Uh, <laughs> Get some allergy medicine. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just my allergies. This is my acne. And it's, my acne is affecting <laughs> my acne is affecting my nasal passages. Nasal passages. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, what's that shit? You blow up your nose. You you shoot it in there. Oh, I know spray. what you're talking about. I can't even a think little of the nasal, name. little yeah. nasal spout. Yeah. Oh, you they need that. I, I don't yeah. get it. They hey, the next time you guys go to any restaurant, like fast food place or the restaurant, and, and you're gonna hear them talk on that little that little intercom, mm-hmm. those motherfuckers sound nasally. Yeah. Like, dude, I hope you ain't blowing your nose in my fucking burger, man. Shout out to my guy Brandon. One day I was—I don't know what I was doing. But oh I went yeah, to, Brandon. I, okay. I went to Del Taco uh-huh. uh, one late night. It was probably shh, it had to be after midnight. And I was like, man, I just want to grab a burrito. I haven't ate in a minute. Um, so I go through the line, and I knew it was him. I heard his voice, but um, I just ordered my food, and I was like, when I get up there, I'm just like, it wasn't like a surprise, but it, I, I'm sure like he hears so many different voices. Yeah. That when when he heard my voice, it didn't really register. Um, but he, he, he pulled up, he seen me. I was like, what's up, man? He's like, oh, what's going on? He was like, oh, let me get like, hold on real quick. Let me hook you up. So he like, he put his little code in or whatever. And he gave me, (laughs) he gave me like a fat discount and he's like, Hey, you want anything else? And I was like, nah, man, I'm good. He's like, oh, you should have told me, uh, you was coming through. And I was like, you know, I, I'm not going through the line expecting a handout. And honestly, I just wanted a burrito and dip. And that was pretty much it. Like, I didn't mind paying the full price for it or whatever. Yeah. But um, he hooked me up, though. So shout out to him. He hooked me up one day when he was working at Carl's Jr. Uh huh. I didn't even ask for it. He's like, hold on, man. Go pull over, pull over up there. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And he came through with burgers like a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That was dope. Yeah. Cool guy. Good. Yeah. Real real good kid. Real Mm -hmm. good people. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something Donald Trump would say. Really quality guy. Good guy. <laughs> He's like, what did he tell Kanye West? I wasn't even going to, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to put it out I there. I wasn't going to put it out there. <laughs> you lying ass motherfucker. <laughs> Donald Trump, lying. What does that mean though? He's like, I wasn't even going to say that. I guess people that support, people that, people that are in support of Donald Trump, they're going to believe that that was a genuine statement. Yeah. You know what I've noticed is people, they tend whatever they support they tend to be very delusional in their support for people yeah like trust me i supported obama but when he said some shit that was whack i was like yo that was didn't even make no sense yeah you know but when people have blind support for trump trump said i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna say (laughs) but he said it so you know you got this mentally good guy yeah you got this mentally ill ass nigga in the white house you know damn well you were exploiting this he exploiting himself first of all but you, I, I think both of them got something going on. But I, I, this podcast, we don't waste our time talking bad about the president. The, so this is like a little bit of a tangent. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, but I shot this like this small ad for this local um, politician. She's running for something at the school, and um, she's 
the before I before I knew who she was, um, I just, she was just a name and she was just running for something, and it didn't really hit down on me that this person could be conservative, um, which mm. is not an issue. No, not at all. Um, you can work with whoever you want to. You know, at the end of the day, they're you know just people working. Um, but we were shoot we were shooting an ad and she was you know she, we were doing a take of and she was you know. Um, going through some sort of um, monologue about how she wants to um, be transparent with funding in schools, and so she was just going through this, and I'm, you know, I'm just kind of focusing on the camera and you know making sure that the sound is cool and stuff like, you know, stuff like I'm not really caring what she's saying, <laughs> not in a bad way, but it's just like I have so much other things that I need to focus on whenever yeah. I'm like shooting, like I can't really pay attention to like and plus you're not talking to me like I'm not conservative at all definitely so like um so she's doing a thing and then she in between the take she was like oh, I don't know how that sounds she was like she's like what did you think and then I was like it's, I was like it sounded cool to me and she was like no like as a voter and I was like uh <laughs> 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 I was like uh I think uh I'd vote for you and that was a blatant lie. My <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, I am not voting for you. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, dang. I, I think, first of all, I think, and this is going to sound really fucked up, what I'm going to say. I think she was wrong in that situation. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that, I think that if you are firm and you stand firm in what you believe in and what you say, you shouldn't look for a second opinion mm-hmm. as far as, hey, so what do you think about that? I don't think that what anyone feels is really important like that yeah like if keith if keith was to say i just did this project this and that and say he's never really been like do you like it eddie you think it's cool Mm -hmm. he's never done that i've known keith most of his life Mm -hmm. so it's like if he's not doing that then you as a politician have no business doing that to see if you're like yeah you know i just don't i don't think that's cool it would be different if it was like and in my mind, like I would have wanted to wanted it to be more of a collaborative effort. Definitely. Where like she sent me what she was going to say and there then you kind go. of go through it. Um, and not necessarily me changing her words, but me oh. just kind of like, you know, getting a better grasp of Thank like how, how it's going to be. Um, you didn't involve me and in you just taught you said something and you want me to make you feel good. Yeah. I don't I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what, what she was expecting, but yeah. um if you want me to make you feel good, then we could do something else. Oh my gosh. No no <laughs> I'm fucking around. You're not waiting till the polls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> got a poll for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy though. I, I, I just think it was kind of messed up that, you know Yeah, you put me in a super awkward position because yeah. Like you could probably look at me and tell I am not the least bit conservative. I don't know. Maybe you don't look like I don't know. You don't look like like I don't know. You just like a guy. Yeah, and most guys are liberal. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you, you know you made a a great point, and this is kind of funny that I'm bringing it up. Uh, the other day, I, well, not the other day, probably a little over a week ago, I was getting some fuel. It was after work. I was filling up the rig. Mm-hmm. And there was some guy, and he was filling his truck up, his personal truck. Mm-hmm. And it was late. It was, no, it was probably like 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
and we start having a little conversation or something. And it was an older, older white male, probably about like 62 years old. Yeah. And uh, we just start having a really, really great conversation. Mm-hmm. And then before we left, like before I was about to turn the truck on and leave, he said, hey, hey, yo, man. And then he was like, because uh, he, he told me something in the middle of the conversation. He's like, yeah, he's like, I can tell you're a really sharp guy. You know, your dad raised you well and all of this. And I was like, oh, I appreciate it. He's like, you're definitely smarter than the average bear. You know, like stuff older people tell you. Mm-hmm. So before I leave, he's like, hey, I hate to bring politics into this, but we're working out here. Vote Trump, brother. Vote Trump, brother. Are you serious? Swear, swear to God. What? And I was just like, I was like, all right, hey, you have a good one, man. He's like, all right, Trump, Trump. I was like, uh, dang, okay. you got it. We have to. You can't assume anyone. Yeah, don't is do voting that. for anybody. Yeah, don't do that. I don't be like vote Democrat. Like, yeah, fuck no. You yeah. vote whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You figure like because I mean just because we had a great conversation that I'm a Trump supporter too. Yeah. I just because I'm intelligent, I voted for Trump or yeah. I'm going to vote for Trump. Yeah, like that's not cool, man. That's, that's stupid. That's not cool. I never told somebody like, "Oh, you don't support Obama? Then you a bitch." You know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. That, I don't. It's it, the other thing too. What kills me? I don't want to go straight too far into the politics because we don't do that here. But. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate it when people act like a politician is going to save their life. Yeah. It's like, you need to hurry up and vote for Trump now. There's no telling how bad things are going to get. I'm just <laughs> like, dude, my my life hasn't changed. I've been going to work, providing for myself, and there's not much has changed from that. I survived like 18 years of life without the ability to vote. And right. I'm still here. Nothing's really changed. Still working. Right, got a podcast now. There you go. Hey, yeah. that's going great, right? <laughs> you know what? Though? I always thought about it. I want to have sex with a Trump supporter. That That'd sex be interesting. That, that sex would be rough, man. Yeah, she'd be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Once upon a time on Tinder, I matched with a Trump supporter. Really? Yeah. Oh it my. didn't go anywhere, but what? Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. Why yeah. would happen? I don't know. I didn't really talk to her. It was only like a few messages back and forth. But dude, I would, dude, I would have did it. Yeah, it wasn't like it was. It was just like it just didn't pan out. It wasn't nothing that I could have done. Can you imagine like after you know the little after sex conversation, and then you know you know she never really asked you about your polit- political views, and then after that she's like, "Oh, that was great." So how do you feel about Trump's policy? <laughs> Like, We're working out here. Vote Trump. Vote Trump. And then I just walk out. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I couldn't believe he said that, man. <laughs> like, you're, we're, me and you, we're working class guys, man. You know, you're out there doing your job and you're doing a dangerous dude. Vote Trump, man. And I was just like. Oh, you know man. what I am tired of, though? What? Saturday Night Live, every week they got a Trump skit. Yeah, that, they got to get off that shit. <laughs> that makes the whole liberal stereotype even worse. Yeah. It makes liberals look like candy asses. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Like, every week, y'all can't come up with something new? Yeah. That, it's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Yeah, it's too much. And it's all like, and, and honestly, it's too much Trump hate. As a yeah. person that doesn't really agree with him, I will say this. I think it's pretty fucking lame. Every week they got some new Trump hate. Yeah. It's like, okay. I we, think they're doing more hating on him than he's doing hating yes! on him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
that's a great that is very true mm-hmm. it's more people and it's going and it, it's funny people listen to this and be like wait no that's not right mm-hmm. yeah that's true it's more motherfuckers hating on trump mm-hmm. now than he's putting the hate out yeah you yeah. could do- well you could document like all the crazy stuff he has said definitely. about mexicans yeah, and black definitely. people and all that yeah and count it up and then turn on whatever news station and count up the amount of times that they're bashing Trump or go to one of these, um, well, even in a lot of these hip hop shows are also talking about oh Trump a lot. God. So go on these shows and count up the number of times that they're mentioning Trump in a negative way. It's, ridic- it, it's like it's uh, accepted Trump hate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not with that. I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. I, I've, I've had set, I have my fair share of shit I said, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. If you notice, out of all these episodes, this is the longest we ever talked about politics or Trump. Yeah. And and a lot of it wasn't really directly about Trump. It's about having sex with Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, that would be so dope. Yeah. Like, if I find out a chick, like, supports Trump, I'll be like, hey, you know, I was wondering if you want to go to a rally sometimes. Oh my god! Hang out a little bit. Oh, that'd be great. But hey, first let's stop by my apartment real quick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were coming to the rally. I'll vote for Obama. I'll vote for Obama. I'll vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that might be comedy. Dang, what do you, what what do you call that? Uh, 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 swear vote by by Dickmatize. <laughs> You, She's you, a swing voter. Huh? She's a swing voter. Oh, <laughs> she got dickmatized into a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. That's a yeah. They be out there, though. You'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's, let's go ahead and move on from this. because this We're just getting wacky. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keeping in touch with people. It is extremely important to keep in touch with people. Mm-hmm. Don't just don't just call people when you have your your problems or you need money or mm-hmm. you need advice. Call people just to see how they're doing. You know, I call a lot of my buddies and people that I consider friends and I just say, "Hey, hey, how's it going, man?" And it's like a lot of times some people aren't used to it. They're like, "Everything's good, man. Thanks for calling Ed." You know, we they talk for a little bit. Mhm. But I call them and just see how they're doing. I don't want to be that person at someone's funeral crying and bawling my eyes out, but I never talked to them while they were alive. Yeah. I never celebrated them while they were alive. I think it's important to keep that contact with people so they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And they'll consider you a person of value because, hey, you know, my own family doesn't reach out to me, but Eddie, Eddie is just a friend that we ain't super close, gets me calls randomly all the time. Mm-hmm. So let me see what Eddie's doing, you know? Yeah. And anybody listening to this podcast that I'm pretty close with, you know what's the truth. I contact you as much as I can. I'm a busy, busy guy, but I try my best. Yeah. Just to let you know that I care about you. Mm-hmm. Not in a sexual way, but just in, a, <laughs> in like a, a brotherly friend, friendship way that yeah. I care, you know? Yeah. Well, this topic kind of came up because... Me and um, the guys that's in, in finesse, we went to this. It was a an acting workshop of sorts. This guy named Richard Lawson. He has a a art studio um, in L.A. And Richard Lawson, if you don't know who that is, you could Google him. He's an actor um, and he's a teacher, and he's actually Beyonce's stepdad. So, yep. um, 
so we went we went out there and you know he's giving his whole spiel about you know acting and you know what what you need to do to uh become a better actor and the classes that they offer there and you know he even went through the scene there, there was a scene that they did and you know me and my friends we we do a little bit of acting ourselves and me and my friends were watching it and the performance was like spectacular and all of us sat there and thought like dang I suck at acting <laughs> because these dudes are putting on such an amazing performance that it was like, not necessarily like we obviously we're confident in what we do, but it was like almost like something to strive for. Like these yeah. dudes are legit. Like if you're, you know, if you're watching uh, Tyson on stage, like, like, dang, I did a cool job, but this dude is like, Definitely. this dude is really good. So then in that perspective. Um, so what, what happened is, you know, he, he, he talked up there for, um, it had to be over an hour and he was going through different slides and stuff like that. And, uh, one of the things that he said was, um, about keeping in contact with people. He said he has like, I can't, I can't re- remember verbatim what he said, but I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like, I have like three tiers of people on my phone. He's like, I have like a thousand contacts and I keep them in like three different tiers. He was like zero, uh, one and two. And he was like, zero are people that I, um, He's like, zero are people that I talk to like on a regular basis. I may talk to them like once a week. Um, he's like, one is, you know, people I talk to, you know, like maybe once a month, once every couple months. And then he was like, three is like people that I talk to like once a year. He was like, but I make sure I contact everyone in my phone at least once a year because I never know um, when I may may need these people down the down the line. Exactly. He's like, it's it's important to, you know, keep these people in the fold just in case I have a charity event coming up and I'd be like, Hey, you know, such and such, like, you know, long time, no see, um, hope everything's doing well, uh, hope everything's going well. Um, I would love for you to come down to my studio. We have a charity an auction going on or whatever the case may be. I would love for you to come down. And it's like, is, and they're more willing to say yes, because you just recently contacted them, you know, like, you know, six months ago through an email or whatever the case exactly. may be, versus like somebody you're just talking to and you haven't talked to them in like four years. And they're like, oh, I forgot you even existed. Like, I'm definitely not going to that. I got prior obligations. Like, I'm not I'm not just randomly showing up to your event because you, you asked me to. Yeah. But if there was some sort of communication already, exactly. like, you know, they'd be more willing to do it. Exactly. And yeah. uh and yeah, I thought about it and I was like, dang, that's a, that's a great way to look at things. And even before then, um, I had actually contacted some of my old professors because my, um, two of my old professors are shooting a movie in New Mexico with George Lopez and, oh, wow. uh, and, uh, a couple other actors. There's a girl, an actor that was in a, um, I think Apollo 13 and then, I think his name is like James Almost or something like that. It's a couple. Edward James Almost. Yeah, Edward James Almost. He's in the movie, um, and it's a movie based off of a go- like a golf a golfer. It's based off of a um, like a true a true story. And my professor is shooting the movie, and then one of my other professors wrote the movie. So um, I just emailed him. I was like, "Hey, man, um, you know, I've seen that your movie is you know doing pretty good, and you know people are talking about it, and uh, you know a couple of my friends worked on the set. So I just wanted to shoot you an email to congratulate you on your movie. And then I shot that to both both of both of the professors, and they both you know responded and said thank you. But um, just to just to 
you know, make my presence known because it's so easy. It's it's so easy to forget students. You know, you have students coming in um, all the time. So, you know, I'm sure it's like you, a lot of students come in and they're easily forgotten and not because they were bad students or whatever the case may be, but just because, you know, there's so many of us coming in and out. So um, I just took it up on myself to, you know, just say hello, you know what I mean? Just because you never know what may happen down the line or when I may need them or when they may need me. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't ever want to be that guy that's basically like, I hit you up because I need you. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be like, you know, uh, if you see my text and you see that I called, I think that a missed call goes further than uh, a text message sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because if I went out of my way to call you, they'd be like, "Oh, why is that he calling me?" And then, mm-hmm. uh, then you know, uh, they they see I left him a message. They check it later, like, "Oh, this guy's funny. I'll, I'll hit him back." Mm-hmm. And then eventually, even if they don't hit me back, and then something happens where we have a project or something, they'd be like, "Oh, well, Eddie tried to actually reach out and call me." Mm-hmm. You know, the effort went deeper than just a text. Yeah, you know, you you could leave a mark with that man. Mm-hmm. And there's people. There are people you have no idea how many people have your back. Until you need someone, and then people—it's the people that you ex- least expect. A lot of times, come out the woodworks. Yeah. Just because you made that connection with them. Yeah. You know. Um, but on in the in the grand scheme, it's important to stay in touch with people, not only in a business sense, but just in life, because nobody's promised tomorrow, and and it's better to let them know how you feel now. And that you care about them, like you cared enough about them to, you know, have a couple beers and shoot pool with them or, yeah. you know, uh, show up at their son's football game or, you know, uh, help them move when they needed help moving out of their, their the house or you help them work on their car. You know, mm-hmm. just being there for people is a big deal. Yeah. You know, we, we only get one life, man. Don't be the person that's unreliable. Yeah. You know, people know me. They'll be like, oh, Eddie's funny. But yeah, man, you know, he helped me out. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of motherfucker that if you say you're stuck somewhere, I'll give you a ride from one end of Bakersfield to the other and I won't ask you for no gas. Mm-hmm. If if it's on my heart to help you yeah. and you need me, I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I can't help you, I can't help you. <laughs> and I, I apologize for it, but just know my heart was in the right place, but yeah. it, it just didn't work out. Yeah. You know? I feel you. Yeah, ch- chances are, you know, I might have been involved in something, uh, maybe uh, something sexual at home. <laughs> and I wasn't able to get to the phone at that point in time. And I'm not going to answer the phone during that time. So yeah. probably a, it's probably blowing a Trump supporter's back out. <laughs> Couldn't come to the phone. <laughs> my phone was like, <laughs> Trump support like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is huge. This is huge. Oh, this that's is huge. <laughs> crazy what if you didn't start knowing like a trump supporter's real views until you started having sex yeah like you start hitting her from the back and she's like we gotta get these mexicans out of here (laughs) (laughs) you're like yo after i finish you gotta get out right oh man you gotta think like (laughs) As much as like our close circle of friends are probably uh, mostly Democrats, mm-hmm. um, we probably run into people that are uh, 
conservative on a day-to-day basis oh, that definitely. we're pretty like we're pretty familiar with and probably talk to often that you know probably voted for Trump. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I can honestly say I don't have any issues with people that voted for Trump mm-hmm. if they voted for something that they believed he was going to do or going to be. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a lot of people say I voted for Trump, but I don't necessarily agree with what he's doing or what he said. You know, um, I agree with the idea of what he wanted to do, and I'm like, hey, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but I can't say just because you voted for Trump, you agree with everything he said and did. Yeah, because then that's not fair. That means I'm pigeonholing you. Yeah, and that ain't cool. Because at first I was like that. I was like, "You vote for Trump? Fuck you!" You know, like you whack or you racist and all of this. And it's like necessarily that's not always the truth, man. Yeah. Was is this a good comparison? Um, there are a lot of people that still listen to R. Kelly, mm-hmm. um, and they don't necessarily believe in everything he did or. Especially with the, you know, the stuff he did with the child, you know, the teenage girls or the videos and stuff like that. But they still find the good in, you know, the I believe I can flies and stuff like the step in the name of love and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's comparable, but it is true to mind. Yeah. Step in the name of sex cults. (laughs) 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 This motherfucker got a sex cult. Yeah. That shit is crazy. And it's like these young women. Mm-hmm. And they asked this nigga, they said, uh, <laughs> so do you date, are you dating young women? And they're like, how young are we talking? No, he said teenage. Oh, teenage, right? Yeah. He said, do you date teenage women? He's like, what do you say? How young are we talking? Yeah. <laughs> like, bruh, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> and he old. Yeah. Like this dude, I, I'm telling you, they got Bill Cosby, but R. Kelly next. Yeah. And they're going to get R. Kelly bad. This time he going to get caught with his dick out peeing. Oh my god! And then, then he's gonna be like, he's gonna be singing while they busting pin. <laughs> like it was not me. I was I was minding my business, and um, the young lady broke into my house, and I told her to leave. But R. Kelly, why were you in the act of peeing? I mean, she broke into my house, <laughs> and I was peeing on her. They called me red-handed. <laughs> I got out like a bandit. <laughs> that, that 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 closet shit was annoying. <laughs> I'm stuck off in this here closet. <laughs> oh, I've been peeing on myself. <laughs> like R. Kelly, man, you got to stop. R. Kelly, I would, I got it. R. Kelly is a, an, an amazing storyteller. Yeah. I would say that um, amazing liar. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of baggage that comes with that. Yeah, a lot of piss. <laughs> he did that He did that shit man Yeah You know I don't see too many people Like a lot of times You know like a I noticed like With, with Bill Cosby There wasn't too much support From the black community mm-hmm. It was some though But when, when R. Kelly Go down this time Ain't gonna be no support Ain't gonna be too much support They're gonna be like He did that Yeah And then he married Aaliyah When she was 15 that's really weird. That's weird, bro. That's really disturbing. He was a grown, and nobody said nothing. They made a song. It ain't nothing but a number. He produced our whole first album. Yeah. He was in the studio peeing when she was singing. God, that was terrible. Yeah. I made that up. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> God damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and, and you know, you part of the people, people are creatures of habit. Definitely. So if you didn't believe that situation was real. Mm-hmm. Um, just look how he's acting now. Like, 
you know, these young, really, really young women. They're over, they're, a lot of these girls are over the age of 18, but these girls are young. I don't know how old the girls are exactly, but these girls are young, and, they, you know, the parents, you know, are complaining about, you know, their daughters being held hostage and oh being in God. cults and stuff like that. It's just like. That's weird. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is, is I'm much younger than R. Kelly mm-hmm. at 33 years old. I couldn't have sex with a chick that's 18. Mm-hmm. I just would look at it too weird. Like, think about it. Mm-hmm. If I was a couple years older, she would be old enough to be my own daughter. Yeah. Fuck that, man. I can't do it. Yeah. And Keith is only, you only 26. Yeah. But if a chick that was 18 was on you, did you think you could hit it? I probably would. <laughs> oh man but you really you're still but i'm not like but but honestly probably no just because um, my sister is 18 oh it feels weird you know what i mean got it yeah yeah i feel you Mm. i feel you yeah yeah, that does make it extremely weird mm-hmm. just because the age comparison thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've seen some eight, 19, 18 year old women and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, they're just so young minded. Like I would literally have to almost manipulate them to intersex. Yeah. We don't have anything in common. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know, they, they out there doing the, all the new little teenage dances and I'm over here hauling gasoline for a living yeah. like we live two different lives man mm-hmm. and what's weird to me is when there's a guy that's like 40 something and his girlfriend is like 21 yeah I'm like dude she's only she's only with you because you got money or something because something ain't and excited about it yeah it's like, weird yeah I got me a new young girl man these dude. young girls hey Bro, I remember your pops used to call me and my little brother and tell us about all the little young women he had. I was like, oh, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, These girls like 20, 20 years old. 20, 26 or yeah. 24. I'm like, man. I was Wearing like, him out. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, dude, you need to just shut up. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, was, I think that's the most awkward thing when your parents, you know, they split up. Yeah, and then later on, you see the single your single father going through his life, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I just wish I wasn't having to witness this. Yeah, very right. awkward. Very yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's yeah. I know. I have a friend. His his dad. Um, he went through some phases, but he was dating really young women, That's like too young. women that are. Um, and me and my friend are the same age. Women, women that are like our age or maybe a couple years older than us. Yeah, that's too young. Yeah, I think I think, but a lot of a lot of older men have this thing in their mind that they don't want to date no old lady. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want no old lady. I don't mm-hmm. want no old dried up lady. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that woman is in your. She's in your lane. I like dating women that are my 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 dating like like if I'm like seriously dating. It's from the age I say it can't. They can't be no younger than twenty five. Twenty five actually is too young. Yeah. Because women at that age is too stupid. I know a lot of y'all listening. Like that's not true. I'm not stupid. You probably stupid. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. No younger than twenty six. Twenty six to like thirty eight, thirty seven, right in there. Mm-hmm. That's my age group. Because mm-hmm. man, you can't date somebody. And this is for women too. If a woman's my age and she can't fuck with no guy that's nineteen. Hmm. 
She gonna break her own heart doing that. Yeah, these young niggas out here slanging dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing. Yeah, that 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 sounds like a bad investment. <laughs> Why would I turn this shit? I have my phone on airplane mode this whole time of this podcast because I don't want. Wow, see what I'm saying? Am I going crazy? Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, man. But that's all I got on that. Uh, We just, you know, kind of swayed way off topic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day, keep in touch with people so they know you care. And from a business standpoint, if you always drop those little. Uh, messages and calls they're gonna know like hey this guy's just not messaging me mm-hmm. you know to get something from me he's genuinely seeing how I'm doing yeah so you know what let me give him a call you know mm-hmm. Got and I think for me like that that would be a great thing to do because there are people like when for instance like when when you're in high school um, like at least for us our primary focus was like football um, maybe talking to girls here and there. Um, but we didn't really dive into the artistic sides of like, you know, the stuff we like to do. Like I took art classes and stuff like that, but that's just like one period out of the day in, you know, for the rest of the day you're, you know, focused on math, sciences, reading, and you know, then you got practice for two and a half, three hours, and then you start the day all over again. Um, but like when you graduate and then you start realizing, like, oh, this dude is really good at singing, and this dude is really good at rapping, and this dude is a really good actor, and this dude is writing screenplays, and you know what I mean? There's this big community of people that um, that are doing so many different things, and there's some people that I want to contact now uh, and be like, hey, man, like, you know, how's it going? Like, I would love to, like, work on something with you in whatever realm, but I haven't talked to these people in so long. Um, so like I, some of people don't even have social media or some people like have social media, but they don't really check it or whatever the case may be. Um, and I don't have a way to, you know, get into contact with them outside of like running into them in person. But if I were to, you know, have constantly contacted them, um, whenever they did get a new phone or they changed their number or whatever the case may be, they would have just hit me up like, Hey man, this is my number. Like, you know, hit me up whenever. So. Yeah, that's real, man. Mm. Well, I've got nothing else on that. Um, mm. I think we've said what we needed to say today, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to thank you all for giving us the opportunity to get on here. And uh, yeah, oh, before yeah. we go, I have a um, me and the finesse guys. We shot like this thriller slash horror movie, um, and uh, we'll be dropping it probably within the, within the next few days. Hopefully before. Um, Halloween, so be on the lookout oh, for that. Awesome, yeah. We definitely got to have more finesse guys on here. We yeah, had DJ. We got to get we got to get the other guys on here too. Yeah, just to get their take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's awesome, Keith. I'm sorry to cut you off there. All good. No, that's All right. that was it. Well, um, yeah, like we were saying, uh, like to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 30, and uh, this is a milestone. Mm-hmm. We're gonna continue pumping these things out. Uh, you've been listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>